Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening. It is the Gen XYZ podcast featuring Generation X, the real Dre Drayton. Joined as always by Gen Y, Mr. Joshua Neal. Uh, thank you. Mr. Gen Z. Trey. Was up? <laughs> Not much, man. We are live again tonight. Had a couple of delays. I thought we might have another delay tonight because your boy is tired. Fucking Affleck wouldn't let me off the scene, man. (laughs) (laughs) Had a late night at the... uh... Train, man, come out of the trailer. Come out of the trailer. (laughs) Not a a liberty to say, I guess, specifics, I don't know. But uh, (laughs) there's a nearby that... We are, uh, I got, happened to be chosen as an extra, so, I mean, co-star. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, might have a couple of scenes in the future, so I'll update accordingly. Ooh. Oh, Man. wait, 60 years old, and re- you still going to be relying on, on them royalty checks, man. <laughs> but, man, <laughs> 4 o'clock. Back. Four o'clock and four thirty getting up time sucks. Ooh. Why would you do that? I had to be there at five or five five and five thirty, man. What? Tell Ash like to shove it. That's rough. <laughs> so you can't say what movie it is, but can you tell me if it happens to be the seventh edition in a science fiction film series? No, it's not Back to the Future Four. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, okay. that's, that's the seven. <laughs> no, I didn't know where you were going on that. Back to the future for. <laughs> or did you I mean in, in a in a in a space in a uh, in a galaxy far far away kind of situation? I believe that is where he was going with it. Yeah. No. But I'll I'll tell you. Something that I've Trey would probably be more inclined to know what this is, but I have found a new favorite, and I hate to say it, a new favorite cartoon, and that is Rick and Morty. Yes. 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 Rick and Morty is so freaking weird. It's so freaking funny, dude. Rick and Morty has got to be my like top three cartoons I've ever seen in my life. And my yeah. friend got me on that, and I literally binge-watched the first two seasons, like, last week. And that is a great show, and that is very smart. And, and you, Dre, reminded me of it because I actually watched, like, a little, like, five or ten minute, like, about the door, you know, about the people and stuff that write it. That's actually, that was actually what Rick and Morty's first 
first like rough drafts were based upon were um he was the alt like the writers and the uh cartoonists were apparently making like a demented version of a Marty McFly and Doc Brown. <laughs> and that's yeah. what Rick and Morty is or are and uh yeah, it's a great show, Jerry. If you ever get a chance, you should watch it. That yeah. It's really like an adult cartoon, you know what I mean? It's not like really intended for kids. Right, yeah, it's like more of a it, South Park type level. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah something in that vein. But it, like, but to me, it's re- like it's really smart. Like it, it Like it's really smart in a lot of aspects. Yeah, like, uh, it, like it's not like dirty and stuff like South Park can tend to be or Family Guy. It's kind of like uh, like somewhere like near American Dad level. Type yeah. But it's but it's definitely not the same thing. And it's just out there, like with the yeah. shit, like yeah. it, like what 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 what's the uh, interdimensional cable <laughs> that shit? When he just like the whole episode's dedicated, he it just shows him like plug in like a lot like a cable box that he made, and it picks up like. Demen- or picks up cable stations from every dimension possible. Terrific. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it's, just so, it's just so far out. Well, there's two of them. Like, yeah, you should oh, yeah. check them out. It's great. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I'm, yeah, keep I, hearing I about it. Adult Swim every now and again. It's pretty good. When is it yeah, on? You, oh, actually, season three is like next year oh, or wow. something. Okay. It's not going to be out yeah. for a while. Put it on like That's that's according to me. Yeah. 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 yeah that's it. it that's according to Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you another one you mentioned I saw on Facebook, Josh, is uh, that Gotham show. Oh, dude. I don't know about y'all. I love it. I, 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 we've watched, uh, the wife and I have watched a, both seasons so far. Yeah, I'm like a big fan. I don't know, man. It's like, I know it's, it's prime time. It can only do so much on it, but I mean, for what they could do, they really kind of push the envelope. And I mean, it's they have like smart writing, and they Don't got good actors, do. so it all works, man. That they are that, that's that's probably the most violent show on network television. Oh, absolutely. Well, have you seen Hannibal? No, has I anybody seen either. Hannibal? <laughs> only like five, only like five people from the internet watched it, so I haven't either. But it's so good. It's so good. It's better than Breaking Bad. I hate how people get on kicks about shows. Like Speaking that. of Breaking Bad, did we hear the good news? What's up? The gospel? They're bringing huh? back Breaking Bad. No, they're not. What? Swear to God, season six is coming out. So not don't, soon. Don't, but like, don't 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 toy with my emotions. It might have been it might have been a joke article, but from what I read, and it didn't look like a joke article. I mean, I'm pretty I'm pretty trained on whether knowing whether or not, but they said that uh yeah like uh um Brian Cranston signed back on to it. Brian Cranston was like real excited about it. Right, he freaking loves that show, from what I understand. Yeah, re- yeah, research it and see if see if you can find out. I don't know. I saw it. I saw it. And it looked. I was like, what? Yeah, wasn't like the Onion or something, was it? <laughs> no, not to my knowledge. Yeah, I was pretty. Yeah, I was pretty shocked. 
I can't. My freaking computer's stuck in balls right now. So, you have your laptop handy, Trey, by chance? Uh, no, I have my telephone. Oh, okay. My cellular telephone. Right. People are still throwing uh, pizzas on Walter White's roof, though. For what? It is either like the creator announced that they're. Ah. We're getting mixed reviews on yeah, whether it's real or not. Like Snopes says that the creator of Breaking Bad announced the series will return for a sixth season. Interesting. I hope so. Well, I hope so. AMC announces Breaking oh, Bad to return for sixth season. The Inquisitor. Dot com says Breaking Bad is not happening. Vince Gilligan interview is fake rumors. And then Snoke says it is real. Whatever. Business Insider says it's not coming back. It's like half and half. It's like it's real. Good job, Josh. You got all our hopes up. Thanks a lot, Josh. <laughs> you ruined my life. I tried to I tried to get I tried to get Bay on Breaking Bad, no. but she thought the first episode was boring. It was. Uh, it wasn't. It, it, see, yeah, it wasn't. There you go. That's what it it, you have to stick with it more than season one because it's a little odd start, you know. So I mean, he's just right. standing there in his underwear in the middle of the desert, <laughs> the very first scene. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> like, who's uh, Whose eyebrows? The car wash manager's eyebrows. He's only in like three episodes. He's only in three episodes. Okay. She's not watching the show because she's not watching the show because of Bogdan and his eyebrows. Are you serious? He's in three episodes. I would well, yeah. I might have been mistaken. Might have been mistaken. Oh well. Yeah, it's a fake NBC site apparently. Well, apparently there's a lot of them because I just went to another one, Empire News, and it was a fake site apparently. So yeah, huh. the goddamn internet they... wins again. <laughs> He's probably just judging people's interest. If he wanted to see a, if people were kind of wondering what was, you know, if there was going to be a backlash to it or if there was going to be a popular response. Hmm. I think it could have been something like that. I mean, like, honestly, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, it ended pretty well for me, honestly. So I wouldn't yeah. care either way if it came back. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'd be excited, but then I'd be like, wait a second. Where are they going to go with it? Because they could do the, and oh, I, he wasn't And dead. if they brought him back, I wouldn't see one episode or one season being enough. Yeah. To completely tell like a new story, or at least extend it. Yeah. So if they brought him back, it would have to be like at least like three seasons, I would think. Oh, I would. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Who knows? What are people? All I know is all I know is Twin Peaks is coming back, and that's all that matters. Ooh, that's so grody. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna. The nineties called they want their show back. Hey, you know what? When it's starting, but that uh, 
Ash versus Evil Dead looks pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, I've seen that on Facebook advertisements. I didn't really think it was real. Like, what is it? It's uh, well, you remember? I mean, you've seen the Evil Dead, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's pretty much like him coming back and, and making a series out of it, kind of same thing. Oh, okay. As other shows. Where yeah, he uh, I mean, comes back strong, you know, has a, you know, same old stuff, especially vampires and stuff being horror stuff being popular right now. Uh, I don't, again, I don't know if it's started yet, but I mean, it looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think it just recently started, but, you know, we don't get the premium channels over there. Yeah. I have to hit it up on online or something. Um, Legally, of course. Of course. So what else is going on in everybody's busy, busy lives? Living the dream, baby. Living the dream. <laughs> Corporate America calling my name. Oh, yeah. Of course, I have been, uh, course, I have been, I don't know, do, do here's a question. Is this a typical action to, like, keep searching for a job, even though you have a job? Like, do y'all ever do that? Yeah. 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 A little bit. Like, I mean, do you do it, like, sparingly, kind of, like, just every now and uh, I mean, not every now and then, but, I mean, do you just do it, like, you know, like, monthly? Or is it kind of like a every couple months or monthly. daily? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine, mine's, I mean, I'll check it. I'll just check stuff every once in a while. I mean, I don't go super in-depth, but. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give everything a look just to see what's going, see what's going on. Okay, but it, I mean, it's not like a serious search. But it's usually just like glancing through. And seeing if your dream job popped up. Like yeah, which <laughs> I don't really look a whole lot because most times your dream job ain't gonna be on Indeed or Monster dot com anyway. So. Oh yeah, it's gonna be something where you just kind of. Kind of falls in your not falls in your lap, but something you go after, not you know what I'm saying. Night oh shift, yeah, okay. Night shift custodial manager at the Marriott Suites is open all the time, man. <laughs> Night auditor. Yep. Would I be an exotic dancer? Am I old enough to do that? A what? To do exotic dancing. Oh, now you're talking my language. (laughs) (laughs) How, uh, you do realize that not always for chicks, right? (laughs) Like, I have $5. I think that's what he's getting at. I think he wants to become an exotic dancer. Am I correct in this assumption, Trey? I have like seven dollars in my bank account, so no, that's, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. So it's time to start stripping. <laughs> the, the audience isn't always women. <laughs> oh, this is this is a very good point. Would you feel comfortable with another man? I mean, I mean, no, I mean, there's, there's, your there's, delicate there's, bodice. No, there's no no touching, no touching. No, 
not in not in the not in the uh, above the waves. From what I've above the waves, like a prison <laughs> visit, no touching. Hands, you can touch my hand. That's it. <laughs> touch my <laughs> touch my fingernails, so I don't you feel touch it. My hands. Yeah, from what I've seen and heard, the the I guess it'd be it's kind of confusing. The male strip club, I guess it's it's quite a bit more uh, physical contact than than the other way or than the the female strip club. I don't know, like yeah, I don't I don't want to out myself. What was your business? So let's just leave that comment and let it lie where it lays. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, and 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 remember, so I've been I've been telling you to work out a little more. So that that would, that would really help too. It's true. Women like a six pack. Bobby Sun exotic dancing. My wife will tell me, yeah, you look good, no big deal. Or, you know, you look good. Yeah, um, like, yeah, but you'd like me a lot more if I had, like, a six-pack and, like, you know, like, pecs, right? And she's like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, Whatever right, you that. lying little shit. <laughs> <laughs> she might think you look good, but nobody's going to I think women get the... Well, I think women get the perspective that if you do develop that kind of body, it comes with certain, I guess, care, you know, things. It comes with, like, additional attention and, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I think it's more like, yeah, I accept you the way you are now, so don't, you know, don't change. And because if the, if you were to change you might start getting more attention and I might start having to, you know, up my game a little bit. So just <laughs> stay, just stay fat. Here, here's a Reese's. Just stay your fat ass on the couch. You're mine. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I don't know if Griffin's all it's cracked up to be some such a glamorous position and everything, but uh, <laughs> if Buff Bagwell can do it, I can. Great benefits. I don't know if you're supposed to start your coke habit before or after you become a stripper. <laughs> it helps. It helps break into the industry. I would have to say <laughs> it's a good. It's a social lubricant, and it gets you in excellent shape for it. You know. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, good. You got good cardio, <laughs> and, it, and it keeps you wired so you can. Yeah, work, what I'm saying. Yeah, shifts. yeah, ten hour shifts instead of eight. I mean, come on. <laughs> mm. So you gotta, you gotta look at daddy, all the perks. Daddy got to eat, <laughs> <laughs> and all the extra money you make will go to said coke habit. So uh, you're really not gonna make any extra money anyway. <laughs> True. But I'll look fabulous. You will indeed look fabulous. Oh, Lord. Um, so, Trey, you mentioned the other day we were kind of talking up a little bit. Got a pretty good Facebook chat going out of it, too. But uh, 
kind of talking about wrestling and the different eras and kind of compare, comparing nowadays to, you know, different eras from the past. And why don't you kind of start us up with that and, and take us through it a little bit. Uh, all right, where do you want me to start? From, like, San Martino just, or what? No, just give your, your thoughts on different eras. What, what do you think is the best era? Are we currently in the best era? Or is there another time? Oh, that- um... Kind of depends on what you're looking for, honestly. Like, if you're looking for, like, the larger-than-life, over-the-top, grand, majestic characters, you know, you look at the 80s with, you know, Hogan, Warrior, Savage, Roddy, Piper, you know, all that kind of stuff. If you want, you know, kind of more mature. Yeah, yeah, JYD, you know. If you want, like, you know, more mature, and we're talking, like, strictly WWE, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, and then if you want, you know, like a more mature, uh, more 18 to 49 demographic type deal, you know, you look at the Attitude Era, if you, you know, if you like uh, the Rock and Stone Cold and all that kind of stuff, and, and then, I don't know, like the 2000s, that was kind of that was kind of a weird time, but I like it though, I think that's one of my favorites, and then right now, I mean, the in-ring work and stuff with people like Seth Rollins, Dolph Diggler, Daniel Bryan, when he's healthy, he, I mean, even Cena's, like, putting in really good work now, and Kevin Owens, uh, like, the in-ring work and wrestling itself and the matches are much better than they were uh, back in the day, as they call it. Cause current on, Yeah, current, like, current, current era is probably the best in-ring that they have ever. And I think that ever? can be attributed to, yeah, ever. I think, and I think that can be attributed to like all the uh, indie guys that they're bringing in and stuff. I mentioned a couple earlier, but I mean, and NXT and stuff, their developmental program, they bring in a lot of the indie talents and they build them up and they, you know, teach them how to actually wrestle instead of having you know people like Lex Luger out there, you know, big old meatheads. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Best in ring wrestling right now. And I'm, I think, I'm digging it. A lot of people don't right now because the storylines are kind of stupid a lot of the times, which I agree with. But, I mean, the actual wrestling itself is stellar. I think you have to uh, – I pretty much chalk up today's in-ring stuff. Uh, and I know, you know, that's a good point about the uh, the indie scene and everything. But I kind of chalk it up more to just – the athleticism, athleticism overall of, in sports. I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, you don't have freaking, you know, Harley Race and Ronnie Garvin, and I mean, Dusty Rhodes is one of the most amazing wrestlers of all time. But I mean, don't you think Vince or whoever would laugh him out of the room if he came in and applied for a job as a wrestler right now? Yeah, he'd probably give him, like, a post-doc gimmick or something. I mean, Dusty was, what, 360, 380, something like that, probably? Something like maybe that. Maybe not that much. He'd maybe, I don't know, dude. He, He's a pretty heavy dude. I think or he was, was probably announced at, what, three, probably 330 or something. Let me let me see if I can pull it up. Um, He's just a common man. <laughs> and he can't put his hands. And you can't forget the Midnight Rider. I mean, he was a hell of a wrestler, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Did you ever see yeah. that that uh, whole bit and everything that went down? Uh, his build weight was two seventy five. His build weight was two seventy five. Oh, that's weight, dude. I I don't know if that's later on when he was like losing weight in his later years. Yeah, because he was he was he was athlete, he was always athletic for his yeah. build. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see 275 being. I mean, hell, that big blobber on his back, whatever that was, <laughs> weighs 275 pounds. <laughs> uh, I, don't know, I don't know what that thing was. It had its own separate entrance music. I mean, I don't understand <laughs> what, what, it, what it was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, Be nice, he died. I know. I love. Well, I can't say I love him, but I like him a lot. But. I came to appreciate him about that. Oh, I never did like him during when he was actually a wrestler. Yeah, I guess. Because it, it was usually him and Flair going against each other. Yeah, and I guess I'm more of a Flair guy just based on upbringing and all that. <laughs> I brainwashed you. Yeah, pretty much. Woo! Woo! <laughs> I, think, I think I like Flair better than Dusty anyway. I think, yeah. I think Flair's a better talker. He's better... In ring wrestler, I mean, he better champion. Yeah, Flair attributes a lot of what he did, I guess. You know, him and because him and Dusty kind of came up a little bit in the same territory a lot of mm-hmm. times. Um, you know, I mean, they they knew each other for years and years. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he it's. Uh, yeah, so Dusty would have been what? Well, Dusty wasn't actually in the WWE until the '80s, right? Yeah, it was like late '80s, early '90s. And he kind of had like that, and obviously I wasn't alive during then, but uh, he had like the kind of comedic relief kind of gimmick. I think you know, I think it was like kind of like a dig at him, I guess. Maybe I don't know because yeah, Vince is always kind of crapped all over the WCW guys that came over. Except maybe except for maybe Jericho might have started the first time he really pushed. Yeah. Well, a, 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 somebody who was more established outside of, you know, before other than like the territories, I guess. Right. Uh, I think Jericho and Bischoff weren't exactly the best of uh, buddies from what, from what I've heard too. So maybe that has to do with it a little bit. Maybe more of an F you to, to Bischoff saying yeah. I can make this guy a star kind of thing. Yeah. I mean I think like Jericho Yeah, I can't even think of another like maybe Booker T. Yeah. Another WCW guy. I mean well, even I Goldberg know. even Goldberg's WWE run was a flop. Yeah, he really I I think they did it because they just forced him in so fast, I guess. I don't, I don't know. But what did people want? I mean, you're not yeah. going to sit on the guy and, and hold him back. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, what you can do have have your already established Goldberg going to do another 117 straight squash matches or something again? Right. Like, here's the thing: he's good at squash matches, but he's like he's not a good wrestler, though. Like, there's that infamous match with Regal where he went like more than five minutes and it blew him up. 
and you know he's not exactly the safest worker. He gave heart that concussion that you know ended his career, all that kind of stuff. But you know that could happen. That could happen to anybody, though. One concussion could yeah end his yeah. career, but um, I don't know. Goldberg's just kind of an anomaly, kind of. I mean, yeah. what do you do with him? <clears throat> Yeah, I guess there isn't yeah. much you can do, but still seems like you could work something in. Yeah, uh, I think he was WWE champion for a minute there, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He won. I don't know if did he Actually, beat The Rock or I think he beat Triple H. Surprisingly, because well, that whole Triple H period where he was just running over everybody. Right. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, to me, I pretty much have to go Attitude Era as the best overall. Yeah. I mean, it was just so much fun to watch, man. I mean, Raw and, and I guess, and then later SmackDown as well. Yeah, and SmackDown was good. Because it was so hot that they added that extra show. Yeah. In addition to yeah. the big Sunday night heat. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh Saturday night uh not main event. Oh, God, what was it? It was like Saturday night Super- shotgun or something like that. Yeah, when there's then there was superstars started in that era too. Yeah, superstars. Which I have now, but I don't think it's even on T V. Is anymore. it online? I think it's just on the network. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have like superstars in main event where they put all the all the C plus players and whatnot on there. Right. But I mean good lord. I mean The Rock and Stone Cold alone was worth you know, carried the whole promotion I would get I would think. But Yeah. Then you had D X and you had New Age Outlaws and then you had uh well the I guess the Dudleys were a little later, weren't they? Technically, in the Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah. Um, the corporate ministry. <laughs> but then yeah. the whole—it was pretty much to me. It was pretty much The Rock. I mean, I'll be completely honest with you. He was so charismatic and and mm-hmm. just carried the program. I mean, he was pretty much whoever he was in a in a you know a. Uh, promotion with pretty much I mean it ended up becoming almost national type news I mean yeah I mean shoot he put the hurricane over at one right. point I mean they had I mean a WWE match was the halftime entertainment at on I think it was NTV at the time uh, was it NTV for... or uh, or or USA, I don't know which one it was, but it was The Rock versus Mankind and then in a Falls Count Anywhere match, but nobody was in the arena. Oh, yeah, I remember uh, Yeah, I remember that. And Why was nobody know. in the arena? Because they, I don't know, they basically filmed it at a time and uh, just I guess because they didn't know specifically when the, you know, the the halftime was going to be. Hmm. 
hold on, let me let me look it yeah, up. I didn't, or... I didn't know what like during the Super Bowl. I'm assuming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I didn't know it was during the Super Bowl. Yep. It was a. Uh... Hold on. I think it was an I. It was I quit or fall count anywhere. Yeah. Rock versus Mankind empty arena match. Uh... Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Is that the Falcon Super Bowl? Yeah, it would be the Falcon Super Bowl. Unfortunately. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah, of course. But yeah, they face- get this fringe. <laughs> Billionaire Ted. Let's see. They had the stupidest finish in wrestling, according to some moron website. That's not, I guarantee it's not the stupidest finish in wrestling. It was, I think it ended up, what ended up happening was, uh, it ended up showing a a video, they filmed the finisher where The Rock put, used a pit, a uh, forklift and dropped like a, lowered it down with a big bunch of weighted stuff on top of him. So he, he couldn't get up. Yeah, that that's not the, that's definitely not that's very WCW, <laughs> but that's not the stupidest finish of all time. Um, Dude, I can talk really about stupid finishes. <laughs> Let's see if it says when that. Anyway, I was trying to find a rating for it or something, you know, to see what, what uh, the old the old Melter stars. Yeah, no, I meant like. TV rating. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, go ahead and... I mean, Josh, did you ever get into wrestling, or...? Uh, nah, I wasn't... I was never a real wrestling fan, to be honest with you. Just never... I don't know, just never got much appeal out of it. Uh, I was more into more, you know, more action sports, kind of like the MMA and whatnot. But as for wrestling, I just never got into it. What, are you communist or something? <laughs> are you communist? I mean, I'm, I mean, I kind of enjoy, like, the art behind it, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, it's kind of cool watching, you know, whenever uh, Lyle took me to that wrestling, you know, that wrestling, to the amateur wrestling in uh, Camden. It was really entertaining, you know what I mean? I mean, it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, seeing them, just seeing them, even guys at that level, it's like, you know, just like you said, the, we were talking about earlier, the athleticism and everything. Yeah, those guys really put forth an effort, you know what I mean? So I can appreciate it. It just never never really appealed to me on a large scale. Yeah. But uh, I was looking, and did you know that the, yeah. hold on, that the, the, you know which event? Apparently had the largest, uh, the lar- or the highest ratings ever. What? What the This Is Your Life Rock? Is it? If that's what you're talking about, I don't know. It happened in 1999. Yeah, the the highest segment on Raw was This Is Your Life Rock. Yeah. Yeah. And they did apparently like a six-person fucking grudge match and. 
had like uh had the rock had um Steve Austin had Shane McMahon had the Undertaker had I can't I can't remember who else but I mean yeah I mean that sounds like a badass ticket <laughs> no. I mean think about this the uh, raw during the the Attitude Era actually challenged and beat Monday Night Football sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I know Monday Night Football is not, you know, what it used to be when there were only three channels and all that kind of thing, but for a cable channel like that to be able to beat a network, national network show, especially the NFL. Yeah, that's a big deal. It's incredible. Well, shoot, Monday Night Raw now can't even be cooking cupcakes on the Food Network. <laughs> I mean, it's really fallen off. I mean, the the ratings were amazing at the time. Yeah. Well, it's because they had that competition. They had WCW. They had marginally less ECW, too. But, I mean, it was WCW and WWF. And it, they made them uh, actually have to try to do a better job of uh, putting out a good product. Yeah. Well, why is it... What's the reason why, to you, why Eric Russo and... and who was the other guy that went over with him to WCW? Uh, uh, Vince Russo and... Uh, Sol- Kevin Sullivan, maybe? No, it was... Uh, Kevin Dunn? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, are you talking uh, creative or- yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, um, I don't know. I know, I know Russo, and Russo is probably the driving force behind that. Yeah, but why was it he absolutely sucked in WCW <laughs> and in EC or TNA? I guess it was. Is it uh, Ed Ferreira? Yeah, that's that's what it was. Okay. Um, I mean. I think, I mean, it was pretty much a case of him just escaping, at the, you know, building off of his own name, off of his own ink, I guess you could say, that he was getting for, but maybe wasn't necessarily a huge creative influence in WWE. Uh, um, let's see, Vince Russo was like a big deal in WWF. He was like, he wrote a lot of the big stories that, you know, got them to where they were. And then when he jumped over to WCW, they were already a mess by that point. They were, like well. they were And then they brought in Russo and actually had like slightly higher ratings for the next six months because of what he was bringing in, I guess. And then, I don't know, I think it, it might have been like the AOL buyout where they had to like lower the rating and stuff to PG. Not saying that that was like the thing that killed them, but, like, AOL started to jump in and, like, we want you to do this, this, and this, and all that kind of stuff. It was a lot of, like, the corporate uh, interference and stuff. But, uh, that's, I mean, the on-a-pole match, all those things, that didn't exactly help. He was Teddy Long before Teddy Long was Teddy Long with pole matches. Yeah, he, um, I guess... 
sorry, I don't want to jump ahead of everybody, but he was he was a creative writer during the Attitude Era. He and and Ed Ed Herrera and WCW and made a play to uh, bring him in and give him pretty much total control of of the whole company, right? Uh, yeah, creatively, creatively at least, yeah. Or maybe not total control, because I'm, but yeah, a lot of it. Because did he did did he push Bischoff? Was Bischoff pushed out? Who was the the president of WCW, or did he bring? Yeah, him I think in? I think they I think they pushed out Bischoff and then brought in Russo and then brought Bischoff back eventually. Or I don't know. It's it's, it's very muddy for me, honestly. Yeah. Because like you hear, it, it's a lot of he said she said kind of stuff too with WCW. Right. It's a and, great uh, what documentary on uh is it on Netflix still? What, which one? The Monday Night Wars or whatever. Uh it's on the WWE network for nine ninety nine. Oh. It's like Netflix but better. Because <laughs> it's uh, all wrestling related. Yeah, totally. Um but, I don't know. I mean I have the WWE network, so they have like a, an expanded Monday Night War. It's like 10 or 11 episodes long. And they're like really going to depth. Like they do like the beginning and then they have like an episode on Undertaker and Sting and they have an episode on DX. They have an episode on NWA. They have an episode on the decline, all that kind of stuff. So it kind of really goes into depth. Oh. Yeah. I enjoyed watching it. Right. How, uh, so anyway, getting back, I guess, Pretty much you're saying by the time Russo got to WCW, it's pretty much too late. And I guess we're kind of getting off topic, but <laughs> so be it. Um, it's our show, dang it. That's right. We'll do um, it live. Screw it. But how, uh, I guess getting back to, I guess we can try to get back to the topic at hand, but how would you, I mean, I would pretty much go, like I said, go Attitude Era, then I would go 80s, and it really mm-hmm. fell off. It's kind of weird how it it gets, it seems like it gets to a certain point where it's just almost massive nationally, and then it just falls way back. Like, people are, it's like mm-hmm. they, they catch on with, with, with the generation of youth and just ride those, ride that generation out. But then they almost, it's like they lose a generation, so they have to start the whole process all over again. Is that, I mean, that's how it kind of has always seemed to me, having gone through it for, you know, watched wrestling for four, you know, thirty-five years, I guess. So I was always, yeah. I always watched wrestling. It's kind of yeah. Are, why are you so old? Because <laughs> I'm Gen X, boy. Generation X, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, I'd say that's true, but, like, it's been so down for so long now that it's kind of, I don't know, maybe it's just crappy. Because, I mean, I'd say it's been down since, I don't know, a while, at least, ever since, like, I don't want to say when Lesnar left was the reason why it went down, but, I mean, around that time, like, 2004, maybe, was when it started to, like, kind of go down, in my opinion. You just said it was the best in, in ring action you, that uh, it's ever been. 
Yeah, I know, but that's like the least important thing to most people. It's all about the characters, because like, because like, like you think about Rock and Austin and Triple H and stuff, and yeah, sure they've had great matches, but what do you remember? You know, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. What? What? You know, know, the Rock says he smells the Rock's cooking. You know, it's all about the game. You know, suck it, all that stuff. Like you remember that, but you don't. You know, you don't necessarily remember. I remember that time Rock hit the rock bottom and blah blah blah. You know. I mean, best finisher of all time, wouldn't you think? Rock bottom. Rock bottom. Nah, nah, the the bookend. The bookend is way better. Because they're the same. I don't don't even want to talk about best finisher because I'll tell you what the the worst finisher is. Uh, The Hogan leg drop and the pedigree. Yeah, the leg drop is has to be the worst finisher in in all of wrestling. Yeah, because I mean, there's there's better leg drops that are just standard moves. You know, like there's the Hardy leg drop off the top rope. There's the Rob Van Dam leg drop over the like uh, steel barrier. You know, and you know this is, and you can't make it cool saying the atomic leg drop when he's Hollywood Hogan is still the stupid leg drop. And I know people are going to say, oh, we got the big boot, and then you got the leg drop after he hulks up. You know, I don't know. It's, it's a leg drop. It's just a leg drop. Yeah, I never. Especially when you compare it to a move like like the Stone Cold Stunner or uh, or even like a Jericho Codebreaker, you know, where he's you know, dri- driving the knee up in your face. I feel like that's a bit more devastating than Hogan's fat leg laying on you. Maybe it says racist remarks and it hurts your self-esteem to where you can't get up. <laughs> he was just dropping legs of oppression upon... <laughs> he, was, he was dropping end bombs. He, every time he landed on them, he was just demonstrating his privilege as a white male. <laughs> because had he not been a white male... Then he probably would have been having he would have been having people land on him, you know. So, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> well, um, well, hey, speaking of uh, Stone Cold Stunners, do you want white juice, or do you want Booker T? So while I was trying to make that decision, I drove mm-hmm. over to the Sonic Drive-In. <laughs> These looks that Booker T and McMahon are passing to each other. <laughs> My God, it doesn't get any better than Stone Cold Steve Austin getting, you know, drinking one beer. What? Two beers. <laughs> what? Three beers. What? We do that shit at parties, and now I got Macy doing it at the house. 
she'll she'll go around and me and her me and her will be walking down, you know, walking, doing something, playing around the house and she'll be like I have one beer and I'll be like, What? And she'll be like, Two beers. What? Three beers. What? And I drink them. The only, the only thing better than Stone Cold Steve Austin is Stone Cold E. T. Stone Cold E. T. That is some good stuff. Okay, have you ever I seen that? No, I haven't seen this. I will have to YouTube it after oh, the show. Oh, my God. Dude, <laughs> you have to watch that. <laughs> well, I'm you just gave me some post-show viewing. I'm almost going to pause the show right now, but I'll, nah, let you view it. I'll let you view it afterwards. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, to me, it's almost... Well, it's hard to say. I mean, 80s WWE was, I mean, I ain't going to lie, it may have even been bigger than Attitude Era as far as popularity. But, you know, I think overall storylines were much better in the Attitude Era. Um, oh, yeah, they they were they were amazing with uh, Kai and Ty chopping off Val Venus's penis. Yeah, I mean, come on. Ah, right, choppy, choppy. Yo, pee-pee. <laughs> I, mean, I still say that daily, though. I'm not going to lie. The whole the whole train with uh with uh Big Godfather. Daddy or uh, what the hell was his name? The I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm freaking tired, dude. Um, who was that? The Godfather. The Godfather, yeah. Came out with the whole train. I mean, that's that's quality, top notch entertainment right there, my friend. <laughs> Very. <laughs> very classy for uh, women. It's good role models for women to look up to. I mean, who I'm else could have a, a uh, what, a 10, 15-year career in the in the WWE from Papa Shango to the Godfather? I mean, come on. Hey, don't forget that Nation of Domination pit stop along the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nation of Domination. <laughs> You know, that would never fly today. That'd be like called out know. so quick. Right. Yeah, it'd be too uh, Muslim-based or whatever. Like, no matter how they try and spin it, like, oh, it's four black people, and they're saying nation. It's racist. Right. And they raise their uh, fist in the, in the air. In disapproval. Yeah. <laughs> um, But, yeah, the 80s, dude, going back to that, I mean... Y'all, I mean, Hulk Hogan, whatever you want to say about him, you know, what he said or race-wise or whatever, I mean, dude was over with with white, black, Asian, Pakistani, uh, Russian, Australian, I mean... Pretty much he's, a, he's a real American. He fights for the rights of every man. Though, I don't care. All of everybody liked him. And Hulk and Hogan was, was basically the Bill Cosby of wrestling. Everybody liked Bill Cosby. Everybody liked That's Hogan. a strong allegation. It was huge, man. You talking? The he first was WWE. in Rocky Three, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. Convert, you know, mainstream stuff, man. Thunderlips, thunderlips, baby. Thunderlips. 
Baby <laughs> in the flesh, baby. <laughs> probably even the first wrestler period to host Saturday Night Live. Oh wow, did he? Okay, I never knew that. Yeah, him and Mr. T comboed, but I think it was mostly Hogan. Uh, I mean, Hogan main evented or headlined like nine straight WrestleManias, right? You know, had his own. Of course, the the toy market was was huge as well. Oh yeah, Hogan. And that's rock kind of and wrestling. Yep, yeah, and the rock and wrestling with uh, Wendy Richter and Cindy Lauper and Lou Albano was in the Cindy Lauper video and Yep, Liberace. I mean, come on. Oh cool. yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the Saturday morning rock and wrestling Hulk Hogan cartoon was was big with the the kids, as I can attest to. Yep. I mean, he, Hogan, he was the biggest face, and then he made, like, liking the heels a cool thing whenever he turned to NWO. He, yeah. he kind of made that whole, like, anti-establishment kind of, you know, not going to do what you tell me thing. He made it work, you know. I mean, he could be the the best face and, and best heel of all time. You could make the yeah. argument. Yeah, he definitely could. Definitely for best face. I mean, yeah. he's no Yeah, I don't think that's even close. Um, it's just, I mean, I don't know, whatever he's become, whatever, you know, whatever he was, I guess you could say, I, I don't know, or is, I mean, I don't know, it didn't seem to, to matter to the people in the locker room, it didn't seem to matter to the people across America who tuned in every week and bought his gear and everything else. Yeah. It mattered to Papa Shango. Yeah. Well, if Papa Shango would have been in a, a, a program with with Hulk Hogan, I don't think you. I think he actually was, to be honest. But, he uh, like botched. He like botched the ending of like Russell many many eight. Papa Shango did. Like, yeah, cause it was it was Sid and Hogan, and Hogan was supposed to. Plus, uh, Shango was supposed to like break up the pin after Hogan hit the leg drop, and then. Sid Justice or Sid Vicious, whatever you want to call him, he uh he kicked out of the Hogan leg drop, which you do not do back in the day. Do what? Sorry. So, uh, the Hogan hit the leg drop on Sid Vicious, and then Vicious kicked out, which you're not supposed to do ever because you got to keep Hogan looking strong. I mean, like, do you remember anyone ever kicking out the Hulk Hogan leg drop? Like ever? Did Andre ever kick out of it? Uh, did Did anybody ever kick out of it? Oh, uh, I don't think so. I mean, I don't remember anyone kicking out of the Hogan leg drop. I thought, so, I thought the big thing was the body slam with him. With him. Yeah, I mean, the body, but like, the yeah, that was huge too. But I mean, anyway, Shango was supposed to break up <laughs> the pin and have Hogan win by DQ, but then Shango was late running down the ring to break it up. <laughs> and, and and then Vicious kicked out of the leg drop, which he wasn't supposed to do to keep Hogan looking strong. And then they, like, just beat up Hogan. And then, like, the Warrior or somebody came out and, like, helped him or something. I, don't know. I think it was Warrior. I can't remember for sure, though. Yeah. Yeah, he, um... I mean, 
Hogan and, and Andre the Giant, I mean, the body slam thing was, was I think that was the first time Andre was, was ever body slammed, or was it the was it first time he lost the belt? I don't know. Uh, it was like the first, it was, it was the body slam, that was the big thing, even though he's been body slammed by Hulk, Hulk before. I got that. But, I, um, like, there, like, there's footage out there of Hogan body slamming uh, Andre, and I think this was, like, Andre and, like, the undies, and Hogan was wearing, like, white. So it wasn't, like, Hulkamania or anything, but he had body slammed Andre before. But, yeah. uh, I don't know, that was just a big moment for whatever The funny thing was with, with Andre, it's kind of like, Nobody was allowed. Nobody could do that to Andre unless he allowed them to, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Andre was ready to pass the torch because he was so almost decrepit at the time. To be honest, you know, hardly able to move around, and um, but dude battled through and at least you know had decent enough matches to, to hold the belt for a long time. Yeah. That's true, man. That's true. Good old, good old Ted DiBiase, the manager. <laughs> but uh, yeah. so what? So, so, so how do you rank? That? I mean, just overall, I guess. How would you rank the the, the different eras? Um. Oh gosh, that's kind of tough. Personally, I'd go. Like ruthless aggression, like the Lozen, Lozen. What was that? What the Lozen? The Lesnar angle, Edge's rise to fame, Cena's rise to fame. That's that's a pretty big era for me, honestly, personally. And then I'd probably say Attitude Era, and then this era, and then the '80s. And I know I'm showing the age there, but I just I just can't get into the '80s that much. Like I said, I, I got to go attitude, 80s, and uh, I don't know. When do they when do they designate the end of the attitude era? End of attitude era is probably 2003. No. Um, I don't know. Like, maybe the invasion angle in, like, 01. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, I kind of, like, like WrestleMania 19 probably where it like officially ends for me for me honestly because I mean you got the end of an era with Rock and Austin having their last match or Austin's last match period and then it's kind of like a passing of the torch almost and then he had uh, Lesnar defending the title against Angle Jericho and Shawn Michaels had that great match all that stuff and then like I kind of count 20 as like the start of WrestleMania 20 is like the start of a new era. <laughs> That's just me personally, though. Yeah. But yeah, like 01, 02, 03, anywhere around there. Yeah, it looks like they're saying the, uh, like you said, the the merger. Yeah. Which was handled incredibly poorly if you look at it in hindsight. How How did they blow that? That's what I don't understand. Um... There were so many of, ways that they could have gone with that that it would have been fantastic. 
and they lot, did none of them. A lot of the contracts for the huge names went through to like 2002, 2003, like Hogan, Nash, Hall, Scott Steiner, a lot of those big, big names, Sting, I guess. They just like sat on the couch and collected their checks because their contract was still going through with WCW. And then I guess it was like all mid-carter guys pretty much that came over at, in 01. It was, it was like, you know, your DDP, Booker T, Buff Bagwell, Canyon. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a, I got a picture of Canyon, man. Come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> A picture of uh, me with Canyon and a picture of my wife with Canyon. <laughs> just Canyon everywhere. And Canyon and Canyon was much more interested when I was getting my picture with him than he was when my wife. Was. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Hey man, hey man, thanks. Thanks, really. Thanks a lot for coming out tonight. No, really, thank you. Thank you for coming what out about, tonight. <laughs> hey, what, what about the uh, the metamorphosis of uh, the wrestler known as Kiwi? Who? Kiwi. 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 He was a WCW and oh, he actually came down here to. Uh, Glen Place Mall and had a signing, a big signing, and they had a uh, multiple people here for for a, a wrestling show. Quee wee, wasn't it? Wait, Quee wee? Yeah, a little blonde haired guy. I mean, a big muscle guy, but he had blonde hair and he fluffed it all up straight up in the air. I don't remember him, man. Ah, dude, you I, got. I remember, I remember Disco Inferno. You need to search him on. Uh, on WWE Network and watch some of his shows, man. Amazing, amazing performer. A couple of his matches. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think they just didn't have the star power to kind of do, like, a full-on invasion angle like they wanted to. Because, I mean, they had to bring Austin over to the Alliance side eventually because they didn't have enough uh, star power. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how they didn't. I mean, that's silly. It was so silly how they did it because Instead of making it out where, if I remember it right, you know, Vin, or uh, Shane O'Mac ends up shows up on Monday night, Monday Nitro. Yeah, the last at one. The, at the end of the yeah, the final Nitro because they were what were they going out of business? But it was already you know just because of the purchase. Yeah, McMahon had bought it. Bought yeah. It now. But there were so many other ways they could have done it where they could have just had a true invasion or they could have... Yeah, they could have done it way better. Like, instead of having Shane and Matt go, the contract reads McMahon, but it yeah. doesn't say yeah. McMahon. It's that same McMahon. <laughs> and, then and, Stephanie, and then Stephanie was like the head of ECW. It just turned in the, into, the, in a, into the McMahon show, as they like to do. Right. But the best way would have been to have all, you know, both sides, maybe have WCW and ECW match up, you know, maybe say, hey, we need to merge up to oh, take yeah, on the did. corporate giant, you know, kind of thing. Or Yeah, they did eventually. They were just the alliance. 
Right, but I mean, yeah. do that from the start, not... Oh, yeah. Well, I think they didn't get ECW until a little bit later, if I remember yeah. correctly. Or, you know, you could have it, you know, I don't know what else you could do, but... I remember, what was it when uh, Benoit and, and... Which, I guess that'll never see the light of day again on WWE Network, but uh, Benoit, oh, can... Eddie, oh, Eddie, Eddie Guerrero... On, uh, sorry, on a side note, on WWE Network, when it, whenever you, like, open up a pay-per-view or something, you can go to the beginning and end of every match, and it says, like, Jeff Hardy versus Matt Hardy or something, okay? Beginning is one dot, and then the end is another dot. Whenever there's a Benoit match, it's just a big, empty space of time that I have no idea what's going on, and it's so annoying because I'm like, is that a Benoit match? Is it a 30-minute promo? What's going on here? <laughs> and it just drives me up the wall. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know it's there. It's already there. Why not just say Benoit versus Kurt Angle? Benoit versus Chris Jericho? Like, just say it. Because if he's not on WWE Network, that means people don't know (laughs) that he killed his wife and kids and himself. Like, I'm honestly surprised at that. I'm honestly surprised that they don't bleep out the announcers whenever they say Chris Benoit like they do. They bleep out the S in uh, WWF. <laughs> They're like, oh, who's this intense-looking dude who keeps hitting people with his head? I feel like there's more effective ways to hit people than with your own head. But, um, yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> I was going to say, when was it that Benoit and uh, Guerrero and Dean Malenko. And who was the fourth guy? Perry Saturn. Saturn were all making surprise appearances. Uh, it was like right before. Uh, it was before yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like right before. Okay. Yeah, that, I mean, that's honestly what they should have done. They should have just like eventually had all those guys, you know, sitting at ringside or, like, attacking people backstage or something, you know. I feel like that would have been better. And I don't know. I mean, I guess they won't have the airtime to continue Monday Nitro or anything on TNT. Uh, It would have been kind of weird to work that out, I guess, actually, because everyone would know that they're out of business and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, they'd kind of know it's a work. Right. Unless they, uh, no, nah, that won't work either. I'll, no, yeah. I don't know. There has to be a better way to do it than how they did it. Yeah. But, I mean, after after it, like, started, though, it just became WWE runs over every former WCW person. Yeah, I mean, every every champion pretty much was just made to be a joke. Yeah, like, you had Booker T, and that was about it. Why did they not bring Sting over at the time? I don't think Sting wanted to come over. Oh, uh, okay. I don't think they had anything, like, in in particular lined up for him at the time. I think he would have just been another cog in the invasion angle wheel. He would have been squashed by Undertaker and Kane. and Probably, the same way DDP and Canyon were. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Canyon. Canyon. Andy. Dude, dude just, uh, he was in the right career. Oh, well, he's gay. 
he's in the right career to enjoy himself, but <laughs> he should have come over as Mortis. That would have been his best thing. To do. <laughs> that would have been By the way, uh, we're probably talking deep inside baseball here, but uh, Canyon was a uh, former rest professional wrestler in WCW and WWE, and he ended up suing WWE, right? Was it WWE or WCW? Because he was uh, I don't know. I'm not the resident Canyon historian. I thought you were. Yeah, because he was saying that uh, he wasn't getting the proper push in, in, in his career because he was gay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think that's why. Yeah, I don't think so either. You don't think it's a lie? <laughs> <laughs> Might have something to do with it, but uh, I think it was more that he was not. Maybe not the greatest performer in in wrestling. Like, yeah. His finisher was pretty cool, but that was about it. Um, I forget what it was, but I just remember I like it. What What did you say? What was it? His His uh finisher was pretty cool. <laughs> the flatliner. <laughs> let me Let me check out this YouTube video. He, he would uh. <laughs> Never mind. Oh God. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, the flat the flatliner's kind of. He like would do that. a flying scissor kick and land on your face. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 does like the uh, was up like the Dudley Boys do. Except he uh, never mind. Oh. <laughs> Except he would fluff the opponent. <laughs> he pulls out he, he he pulls out Mr. Kako. <laughs> He deep throats his opponent <laughs> to death. <laughs> oh, and, then, death. and then slaps him on the back to wake him up like a sleep, like sleeper move. <laughs> yeah, then resuscitates him. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of website or video thing about the, the gayest finishing moves or gayest wrestling <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, the Bronco Buster is pretty gay. I mean, <laughs> Bronco Buster is pretty gay. Well, look who's doing it. It's Xbox. Xbox sucks. I mean, I mean, he did tear his asshole doing the Bronco <laughs> Buster before. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> tore their asshole? Yeah, that- this was pretty recent, but yeah. Hey, I always thought Johnny Cage's finishing move was pretty fucking gay, too. Like, punch somebody in the balls and do a split. You remember that from Mortal Kombat? Yeah, with the, uh, which one was it? The Johnny the Cage, yeah, where he split. Never I thought was, who, who was it that used to rip the spine out or whatever? Oh, y'all was talking uh, about That's what I thought. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Never got on the Mortal Kombat. I don't know. I wanted to. What? But... Never got on Mortal Kombat? 
I don't know. I just never got into fighting games, I guess. I want to, but I don't have the time to learn, like, combos and stuff. Oh, God. There's some people that, like, dedicate their life to learning those damn combos. Yeah. You just can't beat them. You, you, you just can't. I don't have the time. I can push X over and over again and do pretty good, but other than that, I ain't got time. I learned the first UFC game twice, and after Ooh, that, I'm like, I'm never learning another fighting game again. UFC was fun. I always enjoyed UFC. That, yeah, that was pretty fun. I remember, like, one time I picked, like, Brock Lesnar and, like, the crappiest heavyweight there was, and, like, Superman punched him one hit knockout, like, three times in a row. <laughs> oh, yeah. you Yeah, exhibition, yeah, you can fucking do it. But, like, whenever you actually have to build a character, yeah, it's pretty, yeah, oh, yeah. It's pretty intense yeah. on those games. Yeah, that's true. Well, that oh. conversation took a left turn. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I got some. I have. Uh, I bring this up every now and again, just like kind of. I don't know, but I always say like the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Who are the top four wrestling guys ever? Uh, Rick Flair. Rick Flair. I just think Rick Flair four times. Rick Flair four times. Rick Flair fucking four. It's Rick Flair. Rolex wearing. <laughs> Diamond ring wearing. But yeah, that, um, yeah, I'd say probably Rick Flair. Am I? If I had to go, because just this is from an outsider, you know, who had. Just mm-hmm. basing it on, you know, basic appeal and remembering back to what I saw, you know, back the short stint that I did watch it and, you know, what I've picked up here and there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it would have to be probably, like, Flair, um, The Rock. It had to be Hogan. And then it had to be Austin in my book. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not too far off of mine. I mean, I mean, you could go with, like, an Andre the Giant. You know, you could throw somebody, you know, an old classic like that in. Hmm. How about you could throw in, like, a fucking, like, (laughs) fucking, like, sleeper. Let's go with the British Bulldog. (laughs) The British Bulldog. Nobody remembers him. That poor guy. <laughs> the British Bulldogs yeah. late ninety games are not getting on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, man. No, um but yeah, I mean there's I don't know, Booker T was always pretty interesting. I always enjoyed Booker T, to be honest with you a lot. Um Yeah. I made I mean, a top twenty five like two years ago. Uh, here we go. Top five was top. <laughs> I'm just going to go, like, top four or so, top four or five. Hold up. Um, and the big show. I always enjoyed the big show. The big show. <laughs> oh. He right. was He was just He was just a fucking goon. You know what I mean? Just dumb as a bag of nail, you know, bag of hammers. Just, I like, I don't know. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't really watch that much, but every time he was on, I always enjoyed watching him just throw tiny people around. 
uh, he's just so big. He is. Fucking like, dude's just huge. That's all it is. I mean, that's all it is. I just just enjoy seeing big man through little <laughs> little men around. But here, let's thing, hear the top. Hold on. What? The only thing I hated about 80s wrestling was uh, the chest hair. The, <laughs> <laughs> the jobber matches, man, on TV. Oh, uh, yeah. The what? Jobber matches, like matches that you would that you'd have, like you know, Ric Flair would come out and have a match at the very end, and it'd be against one of the best, one of the main ones of all time was uh, a dude named Mike Jackson, and he was this. He wore a, a two strap singlet, and he had this beard. Well, you talk about chest hair, but he was hairy all the all the hell over, <laughs> and he had a beard and and. Black hair, and he was probably he looked like compared to everybody else. He's probably about five seven, weighed about a buck buck eighty or so, and he would <laughs> he was so bad, dude. And he would have like he would have a match. And he, he would get his ass kicked, and then all of a sudden he would get on a run for and everybody in the in the you know the eighty people in the stands <laughs> in the TV studio would get all excited. And then he would get his ass kicked again for the last five minutes of the match because he would he would do a drop kick and the guy would get out of the way or something you know so he would, something of his own volition usually would would bring him down. Yeah, but, uh, I freaking terrible. Or <laughs> some like comic like all like almost comical you know what I mean like how they hurt themselves sometimes yeah. Yeah, the uh, or he would have the uh, the the ultimate jobber tag team of the Mulkey brothers, the Mulkeys, M U L K E Y, and they were these two dudes, string beans, and they lived probably about six three or six four or whatever, about a again about a buck eighty. <laughs> they were just really small dudes, and they would have matches against the damn. Road Warriors or something for God's sake, <laughs> and they would just come in there. <laughs> <laughs> the Road Warriors and Hannibal and Hawk would just completely destroy these two guys in like thirty-five seconds. And they were the biggest; they could sell the hell out of any move, man. It was so freaking good. They would get hit; they would just collapse. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, and then they actually act. They actually won the tag titles, I believe, for like some kind of fluky thing. Have like somebody tripped or got hurt or something. They somehow ended up giving them a, a a title run of about you know one match. But uh, the boyhood dreams has come course, true they for the brothers. <laughs> of course, the funniest thing I remember was uh, it was the mid. Not Mid South, but it was. It might have been Mid South. It was the one that Jim Ross was in at the time, like ori- not originally, but before he went to WCW or WWE. Mm-hmm. And the Road Warriors used to have this big dramatic entrance, and they had the huge, you know, shoulder pads with the giant spikes on them. And they would hop. They were one of the original ones to hop over the top of the ring, mm-hmm. and uh, which is pretty intimidating for you know somebody like Animal. 
And yeah. when they hopped over the top ring, Animal caught his, or Hawk, I don't remember which one. Anyway, he caught his boot on the top rope. And he ended up falling into the ring. <laughs> and the other tag team just started laughing. And I, always, I think it was a straight shoot, man, that the Road Warriors winners are beating the guys as the guys asses. <laughs> they slid pinned them and it was over. I don't even know what it was, but God, it was so funny. I don't even, I don't even know if it's on YouTube or not, but God, that was funny. I wish I could find it. It was amazing. But I was just sitting there watching it as a kid and seeing those that other tag team start laughing, and it was like you just knew they were in trouble. Especially in that time, because like those guys were like old school back then, because they, they were thinking like. All right, man. No one's gonna get on top of me, you know, because you know that's my job, that's my way of living. You know, it's not like all nice. It nice the people are nowadays, right? Oh, that's the weird thing, man. Wrestling has changed so much because they used to talk about the the different wrestling schools, and I don't even understand why they would do this. But like some of these schools, the the teachers would literally break the the students' arms and stuff in the first few weeks that they were there, like wow. putting them in the serious wrestling holds and, and literally breaking their arms, breaking their leg, breaking bones and stuff to, it's like an initiation kind of thing. It's like, what the hell? Are you serious? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it, but it, like, yeah, it would straight up, like Killer Kowalski was a, a great school to go to, but there was a bunch of the lower rung ones that, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's they, ridiculous. Were, they were straight up, just beat the dog snot out of people, man. Well, they, uh, like, a lot of people wouldn't get, like, smartened up until they had, like, their first match. Um, like, that was a work, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You know, like, you know, oh, we're calling spots? Oh, what, what's that? What? Yeah. But, yeah, this was the teachers doing it, not because not they yeah. didn't know. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, you know, one of the famous ones is the dungeon with uh, Chris Benoit's dad. No, no, not Chris Benoit. Uh, no, Bret Hart's Hart dad. Hart yeah, yeah, the heart. Two hearts. He would take people down, and they'd talk about it in that um, that heart, the uh, Wrestling with Shadows or whatever documentary, oh, yeah. which is another fantastic wrestling documentary. That's good. <clears throat> that uh, they would just say, you know, it was in the family home or whatever in the in the basement. Mm-hmm. They would just talk about hearing all these moans of agony and everything that you would hear coming up from that the dungeon, as they called it, mm-hmm. all the time with new students. And Stu, they said he would Stu Hart would just take people down there and just put them in wrestling holds and just lock them in and hold them hold the holds for minutes to to extended periods of time, man. And he would just. Uh-huh. He was a beast, dude. Even though he didn't yeah. look like it, he would put him in different holds and all these, you know, pressure points and everything. And just, I mean, I don't know what. I guess it toughened people up, man. But God Almighty, I don't know how people went through it. Yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, especially with it like being a work. I don't know why that's uh, necessary. I guess. I mean, I guess to show you what kind of pressure you need to put on. Maybe, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I guess to like, hey, don't actually do it because this is what it feels like. Yeah. Well, but Stu was of that era where 
you know, you didn't break kayfabe, you know, where yeah. you, yeah. you held your, if you were, you know, a certain character or whatever, you didn't drop character anywhere. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, and it seems like kayfabe's dead now with uh, all the stuff that we know nowadays. Oh, yeah. Well, Vince, Vince blew it all to hell. Well, well, what do we know nowadays? It's, that that it, that it's fake and stuff. That it's you know? fake and that it's uh, you know, the people aren't really, you know. Yeah, like uh, like Papa Roddy, like, not really a voodoo guy. <laughs> the Undertaker's not really the all master of evil. Not really dead. Kane wasn't really burned as a child. Him and Kane aren't even brothers. Did you know that? Oh man. What? No, what? Oh, oh man. It's real to me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so if everybody wants to write us on the Facebook page or whatever, talk about wrestling a little bit more. What's your favorite era? What's rank rank the eras of of, of your time, you know, write it on there, tweet us at Gen XYZ Podcast or shoot us an email, GenXYZPodcast at gmail.com. There you go. Or at I'm the real Trey. I'm always on Twitter, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. I'm not ashamed. We always like to you young Thundercats. Interact yeah. with our interact with our fans all the time. Um What else, guys? I mean, taking precedence in the lives of of the the generations all around the country. I just Google myself. It's not like like right now, but like today. Yeah. And um, it's amazing what you find out when you Google yourself. <laughs> like I found out. By Googling myself, that I was actually on the dean's list the last <laughs> semester that I was in school. Never knew that until I Googled myself. That's, that's an accolade that I can hold my head in high. Wouldn't have known Congrats. that. Congratulations, sir. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Let's all Google ourselves. That's that. Please. <laughs> Let's see, Facebook, Facebook, YouTube, and type and type in the name like Brunswick, Georgia. For some reason, my Google Plus account came up, which I don't ever use. Well, my uh, Twitter page came, my Twitter came up, my Facebook, Facebook profile, Facebook Basic, images, a bunch of my old tweets, my Foursquare stuff. Obituaries. Uh-oh. Oh, gosh. I'm already dead. God dang Minutes it. Minutes and proceedings. Oh, look. A review from an Airsoft website. What did I write? Oh, God. This was four years ago. All right. This is interesting. Apparently, there were two people in some sort of minutes from a political thing. Hold on. I don't know what this is. 
Uh, hang on a second. Oh, uh, in the meantime, the uh, the review that I wrote, I didn't even buy the product. I don't know why I left a review. <laughs> I was like, this is Holy a good product. Holy shit. <laughs> Hold on. I just Fair found something. i got to see this. What is it? <laughs> Hold on. Please work. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh no, it's loading. Yes, <laughs> there is a Joshua Neal dot com. Please tell me it's all about doing the Bronco Buster. <laughs> no, it's just a picture of a puppy. It looks like somebody's mind, like, it looks like somebody's geo page from back in, like, the early 2000s. That's funny. No one owns treehogarth.com, so I'm fixing to, like, buy that domain. Just kidding. (laughs) That's funny. JoshuaNeal.com has already been taken, unfortunately. Um, I don't know why, but on page two, there's a, there's a link to an instant people finder, and it has the word Dick Neeld. <laughs> <laughs> That's your nickname, isn't it? I mean, they, they do call me Sweet Dick, Sweet Dick Willie, <laughs> but... Well, see, here's the thing. I have the public white pages that I haven't signed up for. I've got uh, Spokio, apparently. I don't know who these are. It's amazing what you do. It's like it's amazing what you find, you know, all these people. What? All right, I don't know what language. Hold on. This shit is weird, man. All right. I went to something called Spokio. No clue. What? Tokyo. Oh, yeah, Tokyo. Is that like Tokyo, but it's got... Yeah. Sp- no, like S-P-O-K-E-O. It has three results found for Joshua Neeld in the U.S. Person, Joshua Neeld, age 92. <laughs> oh. La Plata, Maryland, Brunswick, Georgia. Relatives, Evelyn Neild, Sherry Neild, Dorothy Neild, Curtis Neild. Hmm. What an odd collection of those relatives' names to pop up. And they got them at La Plata, so I don't know what that's all about. That's, that's, yeah, that's relatives up there. Yeah, I mean, that's relatives, but, I mean, the person is named Joshua Neild, and they're age 92. I wonder if they're thinking Curtis Neild, but... Oh, I don't know. But Curtis Neild is one of the relatives. Yeah. Hmm. Looks like something in German with Drayton Hogarth. With my, I don't know if it's my Google. I don't want to click on it. I don't know if it's some kind of friggin' virus thing. But it's supposed to link into my... Plus dot Google dot com is that legitimate? 
Is, uh, and, then, and then a random string of numbers afterwards. Oh. So, let's see. I looked up all... Wait, never mind. I looked up my real name. Not, not my name. This shit is crazy. Hogarth, Yo, Alright, so I went to Spokio and I clicked on my name. Apparently it's somehow connected to Lynn and them. Uh-huh. It has 15 residents, Arnold family, um, Neil family, and it has like, it's got all of their names, but it has them E, star, 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 Arnold, L, star, 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 Arnold, M, star, 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 Arnold, and S, star, 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 Arnold. I know right now that their house is uh, located on 120 Wax Wing Court. I know that their house is approximately valued at $306,000. I know that their house is approximately 2,300 square feet. Um, What else can I find out? This this kind of shit is crazy. I don't know. To me. Uh, it's weird, man. And it's... and I can see their house. Sweet. I know that the I know that they're white. I know uh, that they have an av- whoa, what? No fucking way. I know that Oh, okay, mate. Okay. Sorry, that's their neighborhood. Okay. I was going to say, they have a neighborhood with an average household income of $158,000 a year. Well, The average property value is two fifty five. They have no registered sex offenders in the area, so that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's wild. I mean, it, I mean... I've never entered any kind of information that would let anyone suspect that I am somehow related to Eric Arnold. You know what I mean? Lynn Arnold. Steve Arnold. So, the connection was made elsewhere. Hmm. And it's somehow connected back to me. All online. Yeah, that's wild. Sorry. No, that was a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> no problem. Um, I don't know. Did you see anything too that you found there, Trey? Uh, there are six people with my name. <laughs> hey, what? Oh no! I looked up my real name. Oh, there's only one. There's only one uh, Trey Hogarth. Oh okay. Yeah, that's not very fun. I don't want to stalk myself. That's weird. <laughs> I'm not. Here's a, uh, I don't really have. a... I guess I need to do uh, parentheses around it. Maybe Cause I'm getting a lot of things that are like Hogarth and Drayton, obviously in England and. Stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, let's see. 
English name. Um, a lot of Twitter stuff. Wait, where are you seeing all these results? Because I have to, like, pay for some sort of service thing. <laughs> I'm not paying for, for it. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I didn't, but it's, like, giving me this, like... <laughs> I just put it, in, put it in Google, and it brings it up. Oh. So, um... Brings up, brings up my Twitter page, brings up my Facebook page, old tweets from tweetchannel.com, uh... MixlerClout.com. It's not another Twitter-related thing. Foursquare. Something at Harvard from 1833, but it's not specifically me. It's two people with the last name Drayton, and one with one with the last name Drayton, one with the last name Hogarth. I'll tell you something kind of funny that I just saw, um, and it's on a sad note. But apparently, the uh, the heartfelt connections from when Grandpa died, people went on heartfeltconnections.net dot net and they did the guest book, I guess. Uh huh. <laughs> sorry. There's a. Uh, there's all these names. Apparently, it happened in 2010, like <laughs> July 20th, 2010, and uh, <laughs> three three years later, there's one more edition on the very bottom, and it's for a website, NinjaArmory.com. Xanax, 45 side effects, Xanax street price. <laughs> On the bottom of Grandpa's guest book, there's somebody trying to sell illegal street pharmaceuticals <laughs> <laughs> for no apparent reason. Uh, Why somebody would do that? (laughs) It's a guest book on heartfelt connections. (laughs) They thought thought the family could use some some medicated, you know, to get over the the pain and agony. Use a little Xanax, baby. Come on. (laughs) Fucking 30 years later. It only has 0.25. (laughs) Yeah, oh my. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Somebody, like, actually took the time and was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to put this in this guest book. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, God, that was good. Oh, well. That was good. That was 2005. Well, that was 2015. Never mind. I'm curious. Uh, See, I'm curious if, like, my. If, uh,. Oh, oh, let's see. Um, does MySpace still exist? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Let's see if I still got a MySpace. <laughs> JT, baby. Do you still have a MySpace? Uh, yeah. I think, or I should. I never made one. Never? Good for you. Yeah, it wasn't by choice. I think it was... He didn't... He wasn't around at the popul- height of popularity. Yeah. Sure. That was early. 
wonder I think uh I don't know if I can pull it up or not. Let's see, hold on. But the thing the annoying thing about MySpace is how the audio and videos would start automatically. Oh, my song would be Canyon's theme song. On <laughs> That's a given. Because it would, you'd just be, you'd check on somebody's website or somebody's MySpace page and all of a sudden it'd be like, you know, November rain would pop up and start playing or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the latest uh, Limp Biscuit song or something like that, I bet. Yeah, right. Just talking about my bugs. I've never been on my face. I did all for the new gear. Oh, God, man. You used to have to spend like out, like a good hour picking out like a good profile pick, good profile background, a good song to play. Like, right. You used to have to go through the motions. You know what I mean? And, like, and rank your friends. Didn't you have to rank your friends on there? Oh, yeah. Like, why <laughs> not? Why not that, put your friends into a competition? for? That was, that was sure to start a nice battle. <laughs> battle. <laughs> Did you get it to come up? To me? Yeah, I can't. No, I didn't have any luck. Apparently, they, uh, I'd say after about five, so probably ten years of inactivity, they probably shut it down. It's still on there. I, my stupid laptop's screwing up. Good Lord, son. <laughs> What's up? Who? I don't know whoever's making the racket. Um, see, let me see if I can pull it up real quick one more time. On a side note, can we just say that the uh, the Iron Sheik has a great Twitter account? Oh yeah. My, by the way, check this out. MySpace. This is a January fourteenth, two thousand fifteen article on Wall Street Journal. MySpace still reaches fifty million people each month. Interesting. That's pretty wild. I know, right? All right. MySpace. It really is a better name to me than Facebook. Yeah. And Twitter, obviously. You know what? Well, let's try to bring MySpace back. I know. We need to talk to our boy JT. You know, Justin Timberlake bought it. I think he bought it for like $4 million or some crazy Oh, shit. Like, like he paid absolutely nothing for it in, in terms of what you got. Because who was it? Was it Time Warner that bought it for like four or five hundred million? Did they really? Yeah. Wow. I bet, yeah, half these people on MySpace are just catfish accounts. Yeah, um, most likely. Let's see, original, let's see, social networking website. 
Yeah, MySpace was acquired by News Corp, which is what, Fox News owners, uh, in July of 2005 for $580 million. In June of 2006, Google surpassed, I mean, MySpace surpassed Google as the most visited website in the United States. Whoa. In 2008, MySpace was overtaken by Facebook in the number of unique worldwide visitors and was surpassed in the number of unique U.S. visits in May 2009. So MySpace generated $800 million in revenue during 2008 fiscal year. Since then, so MySpace, they kind of made their money back. Yeah. MySpace has steadily declined despite redesigns. In 2014, MySpace ranked 982nd in the total web traffic in the world, 392nd in the U.S. And by February of 2015, its ranks were 1,594th and 1,296th correspondingly. Uh, so wait, let me get this straight. You said MySpace was visited more than Google? Yes. At one point? Yes. That doesn't make any sense because, like, I thought everyone, like, just typed MySpace into the search bar and then got to it from there instead of typing MySpace.com. No, people would make MySpace their homepage. So uh, they would just pass uh, Google. Uh, um, this is true. In 2009, employed approximately 1,600 employees. Under under new ownership, in 2011, staff had been reduced to 200. Uh, the, 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 wow, the, 200. Yeah. So Fox Corp bought it. In 2007, MySpace was valued at $12 billion. Well, decline. Let's see. Rupert Murdoch was frustrated by MySpace, never met expectations. June 9, 2011, MySpace announced label partners. It had been acquired by specific media for an undisclosed sum, rumored to be as low as $35 million. Maybe that's what it was. Whoa. They were bought for $580 million and sold for $35 million. Um, Pretty sad. And then in 2012, September of September, Timberlake tweeted a link to a video feature to redesign MySpace, dubbed New MySpace. <laughs> it's like New Coke. Um, Timberlake tweeted he could bridge the gap. <laughs> fans. And that's about it, to be honest. It's kind of just meandered. Meandered in the in the internet vastness right now, basically. Uh, you said it was like in the twelve hundred. Yeah, as far as visited websites or whatever. Hmm. Gotcha. Instead of the top website. Um. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't get mine to come up, so. Into the... I'll have to try it. They can, but... 
Well, listening to the Gen XYZ podcast, anybody have any other fantabulous ideas to talk about before we wrap it up here in a few minutes? Well, I've got to say I did win my last fantasy game. It was very nice. Very nice to feel the the sweet taste of victory. <laughs> Starting to get on a roll now? Or are you, uh... Nah, man, I lost the week before. Oh, okay. Of course, I did have like four of my best players on the bench, either injured or, uh, you know, bye weeks. Bye weeks. Bye weeks are killer. Bye weeks are killer. Yeah. There's a thing of the past. They're behind us now. You on a roll uh, now? Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Like butter. Like butter. <laughs> All right. Butter! Uh, I don't want to talk. Football was too depressing this past weekend, so. Oh. I don't want to talk about that. Oh. So. So what are we thinking? Rick, here to stay, gone tomorrow. Eh, he's here for now. I know mm. I don't have to talk about it, but it ain't happening. You don't think so? Nah, he'll be, I mean, as of right now, yes, he's he's still, I don't I'm think thinking. I'm thinking it's an off-season decision. Yeah, I think, if, I mean, if if they lose out, maybe, you know, or if they lose, only win one of the remaining games or something like that, yeah, you might have an issue there. But I just don't think you, you – I know everybody's up in arms about it, but you've got to look. Look, 2013 class, there was a – fantastic article I saw the other day about the 2013 recruiting class. They brought in 32 kids and I believe only like 17, 15 to 17 of them are even contributing at all. There's only like two or two or three starting out of that whole class. Most of them have been, a lot of them have been dismissed completely. Oh, wow. Um, I'll pull it up real quick. Freaking millennials. I know, right? Um, uh, okay, here we go. All right. This is IYH Sports. I don't know what that is, but we'll go with it. Um, all right, yeah, yeah, 17 of the 32 are still playing for the dogs, 17 on the roster, and only five are starters this year. Hmm. Um, there's only one starter on offense from that class of 32, and Brandon Cublano is the center. The only offensive skill player who contributes is Brendan Douglas. And that's mostly because of injury to, of course, to Nick yeah. Chubb. Oh, my I mean, gosh. You guys know that Alton Brown's an alumni of UGA? Yeah. I did not know that. Who is? 
The uh, you ever watch Cutthroat Kitchen on a uh, Food Network? No. Oh, he's like the host of it. He's like sarcastic Earth. and sassy, and he's fabulous. Good. Nah. Did you ever watch Good Eats or whatever? That was his show too. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Hmm. I think he hosts uh, beat beat Bobby Players, one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Leonard Floyd is the only starter on defense who, well, other than Chris Mays and Quincy Mauger, but that's pretty much just because of misses later in the class, 2014 and 15. Um, Darkhead's not ready to step in yet. But yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine of the kids aren't in school anymore even. Damn. With that class. Out of thirty two. So yeah, that's that's not good. That that falls back on what I've been talking about with, you know, it's just misses in recruiting, if you want to true that. I mean, everybody was after the kids. I ain't going, you know, all those kids were top, highly rated recruits coming out of school at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, the, the recruiting services thought they were really good. Other Other schools like Alabama were after them as well. Guys such as... Uh, Tramel Terry and you know Clemson was after him big time. Uriah LeMay, maybe not as much. Cardiello was was a three or four star offensive lineman. JJ Green has transferred out. Plus, on top of that, you know Ramsey. I mean, Saban really, really wanted Bryce Ramsey at Alabama. So, well, dang, maybe they shouldn't taken him. Yeah. Trey Matthews and Shaq Wiggins were all highly touted um, defensive backs. So, you know, I mean, it's just misses, like I said, misses in in recruiting, and a lot of it, it was just a, it it was misses by everybody, you know, and it just happens that they all, that they all ended up at Georgia. I mean, it's a a rough situation, and you, you take, one recruiting class and only have four starters out of it, five starters out of it. Yeah. Those aren't good numbers. No. So that means you're starting guys that are younger that should be more there for support, more there for a reserve role or learn to, to redshirt and then learn how to learn how to be a Division One football player. But you're having to throw them into the fire right away. It's it's not an easy situation, so I, I don't, I don't, and yeah, that that could fall on Rick as well. You know, you could say that that could be an argument made to say, well, he should have known who to bring in. I don't know, but I, I think I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt right now to be able to to work this out. Give him, I almost think you have to give him two years because of of the class that's coming in next year. Supposedly, supposed, I mean. It, to me, it's all about Coach Pruitt. I know anybody that I've talked to about Georgia football in the past two years, it, it's a matter of, of just trusting Pruitt to get things done. Things have changed so much that people don't realize 
behind the scenes with the administration finally falling in line with the football staff, with the football program. Everybody's working hand-in-hand. I'm not saying they were sabotaging the football program, but Coach Rick was not – he didn't have, you know, pretty much autonomy over the football program like other coaches do that are hugely successful right now. Um, You know, things like an indoor practice facility was an afterthought, you know, it was thought of as as unnecessary until Pruitt got here basically put his foot down and, and had practically demanded it. And then now that President Moorhead is the is the UGA president, who's a much more football motivated, I guess you could say, as a, as a university president can be, he's gotten everybody on board and, and given Coach Rick and the football program more staff to work with, you know, not – on the consulting level, it, it's it's a lot of detailed stuff that I you know I don't necessarily know that everybody wants to listen to, but more football staff on hand to review film, review for recruiting purposes, plus for game preparation. But certainly the recruiting as was just detailed in that last article is is a needed thing in the in the football program right now. Um, now, if you want to say changes need to be made, yeah, I think so. I think I'm a little concerned that Schottheimer is not necessarily the right fit for the program, maybe not the right, not a huge collegiate guy maybe. I think maybe the NFL might be something he's more in tune with. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think Schottheimer is – I don't think Schottheimer will be there next year unless we see – drastic changes in these last, what, five games or whatever, four games. Mm-hmm. So, oh, really? So? I, that just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't scored a touchdown in, what, two games now? Two full games? Can't have that. No. I mean, if you can't score, you can't win. Not the most difficult. Hey, man, defense wins strategy to go along with. I mean, the defense has improved. Now, I will say I would like to see a little better tackling from the defense, but as far as scheme-wise, the, the players are in the right position to make plays. Um, the schemes match up much better against – he's able to, to mix and match his personnel better. They're young, but they're they're vastly more talented than they were these past two years coming in. Yeah. Um, it seems so like they're actually – that before on, the play starts, and like they were on defense. Do what? It seems like they're actually like set and ready to like play the game, unlike they were with Grantham, because they're always like running around looking confused half the time. Yeah, yeah, you would always hands up, you know, wondering what the question is, you know, what the what the what the uh, formation or what stra- what call was made. Um, and you would see other teams take advantage of it, plain mm-hmm. and simple. So, but yeah, I think I think you got to give Rick minimum another year, but preferably another two years, especially with the you know the kids coming in like in this class of Jacob Eason, Ben Cleveland, lots of other kids who are 
looking Georgia's way. I mean, Georgia's always recruited well, don't get me wrong, but since Pruitt's been there, it's been at another level completely. I mean, it really has as far as hugely talented, immensely talented guys, guys that, you know, usually go to Florida State or Alabama or, or Auburn are now coming to, to Georgia right now. And it's it's because of Pruitt and Eckler and Shearer and Coach Rocker. It's, McClendon obviously is a, a fantastic recruiter, as is Thomas Brown too. So it's it's a it's a more balanced recruiting coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Whereas before it was completely all on the offensive side. Now the defensive side is, has even pulled away from the offense, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That was a huge knock on the on the Grantham defensive staff was that they just flat out couldn't recruit Grantham himself would pick out one or two kids that he would be coaching, the outside linebackers usually. That's where he would recruit. And he would bring in, you know, Jordan Jenkins or somebody. That was kind of – he would pick out one kid to really focus on, and and he would usually bring them in. Don't get me wrong. But you can't win consistently at doing that, you know. I mean, it takes more than one or two kids to make a a recruiting class, to make a championship-level offense or defense. So yeah, that is just my quick little thoughts on it. I probably went a little more detailed than most people no. want to hear, but <laughs> um, I mean, do you think he's no chance he's back? Fifty-fifty? What? No, I say yeah. I say like sixty-forty. He's gone. Gone. Yeah. Like I, mean, I could. Like I kind of could. Like I. I see him gone, and I. I'm in favor of him going, to be honest with you, a little bit, just because I hate to say it. I mean, it's just been just the team just never seems to meet any kind of expectations. And it, and I'm not even talking about, like, a, you know, a championship or, you know, a bust. Mm. It's just they've never had that, like, hyped look, you know, where they just look like a championship team, mm. even without making it there. And they always have the potential to, and it's like they just they play to expectations. It seems, and the just expectations are low. Well, you know, to me, because they've honestly, let you down so many times. Yeah, but why were expect? To me, here's the thing: why why were expectations so high for Georgia this year? Oh, rankings, Chubb. Um, they were thought to have a good line. I was under the assumption that they had a good line. With Schottenheimer coming in, they got a new offense that's going to rely on the run a lot more, a lot of screens. You know, I, think we all thought, uh, I think we all thought our quarterback play was going to be better, too. Or yeah, at least I mean, I mean that, to me, that was the thing. Is I think, the, I think the expectations were high because everybody else in the East kind of sucked, if you want to thought yeah. Coming in, yeah, you know nobody saw you know Florida turn it around as quickly as they have, which is another could be another reason to try to look to make a move. But um, yeah, because I mean you see the kind of life that the new coaches breathed into Florida. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously it's helping in some in some regards, right? Now, Tennessee thought that they were going to have that same kind of transformation, the easy transformation, you know, eight yeah. years ago, whether it was a fired Palmer. Yeah. 
So what about uh, Balta? Did you like Balta? <laughs> here's I mean, here's I mean, I, I mean, it's one. Yeah, I was gonna say it's one of those things where they kind of threw him into the biggest, you know, the the most hyped game of the season. Yeah. Without you know another start under his belt, so that was kind of. It was almost like they were kind of setting him up to lose, but hoping for the best, you know. Well, here's my. All right, here's what I didn't understand. I, to be honest, I thought he did about as well as you could expect in the situation he was put in. Yeah. But, but, the reason you put, and I was actually clamoring for Balta to get some snaps to maybe even start for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But the reason why you use Balta is so they don't have any game footage. Well, that and. You don't have – that's all you – all right, look. He's an athletic, more athletic guy. He's not a, a Peyton Manning-type quarterback, you know. He's probably not oh, even yeah. a Mason, but he's, but he's athletic. He can run. He's, he's big enough to take on tackles, take on blocks uh, or hits from the, from the defense. So you run with him. You, you have that little, you know, the shotgun. I call it a read – read option because you see that same thing in the shotgun with the mesh point between the quarterback and the running back. Well, at that point, you allow the the quarterback to make the read, whether he should keep the ball or or hand it off to the running back because that suits his strength. That's That's what I was thinking is that the coaches would be smart enough to come up with a game plan to utilize their players' strengths, such as, as Balta, utilized his legs. That's what Schottenheimer actually said after the game. They asked him, well, what was the thought process into bringing Balta in? Well, we could, we felt like we could utilize his legs to really, you know, make some plays. Well, then why were there only two plays called that would even allow him to use his strengths that you were talking about to begin with to allow yeah. him to use his legs? You don't bring him in to run the same offense that you were running with Grayson Lambert and a little bit with Bryce Ramsey. Yeah. They're, they have total, totally different strengths. There's, that doesn't make any sense. That's like putting, you know, somebody like Tim Tebow in the in, in the pure pro-style offense. You've seen mm-hmm. what's happened with that in the NFL. He's no longer in the NFL. Yeah. But if you utilize his legs, utilize his power, utilize his, you know, his strengths. That's that's my point. Utilize the player's strengths. It that that was the thought process I had to use Belton, because it's mm-hmm. obvious you don't have a pure pocket passer this year that can run an offense like it, a Rick style offense or pro style offense needs to be run. Yeah. So you utilize your players' strengths and advantages that that you have, and see what happens. I don't know. That didn't happen, obviously. It's almost like they're putting like a square peg in a round hole. They're like, okay, we want a pocket passer, but we're gonna we're gonna use this guy who has running as a strength, but put him into this pocket passer schema, you know, and it just doesn't make sense. Like you gotta change up your game plan and use that to your advantage, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And I mean, and like Florida wouldn't be, you know, you know, who, whoever Georgia goes up against, it's going to be something that they're not 
as prepared for as it would be with uh, Lambert or Ramsey because, you know, we haven't seen, like, a Georgia running quarterback in quite a while. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, there's not too many DJ Shockers out there, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I'll be honest, I mean, you can call it sour grapes if you want, but I still don't necessarily think Florida is a is a really strong team. Oh my God, that's such sour grapes. Sour grapes. I don't, but I don't see them. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they are either because they played pretty terribly from what I saw. I didn't yeah. watch the whole game, but I saw I got a good bit of it. But they played pretty terribly too. It had a lot more to do with how crappily Georgia played than it did how well Florida played. Crappily. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. All right, I'll say shittily. How about that? So, <laughs> um, I don't know. Poopily. Poopily. <laughs> Fecally. How about that? There you go. There you go. I like that, yeah. I like doodly. <laughs> All right, let's end on a higher note than that, please. Um, anybody have some good news? Going to uh, Roman's going to have his kid in a few weeks, in like this week, I think. Oh, that's right. Or not this week, but uh, next week. Nice. So there another, you go. Another family Woo-hoo. member, baby. There we go, baby. More presents to get at Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was your good news there, Trey? Going to, uh, going to go, speaking of wrestling from earlier, going to go see NXT in Jacksonville on Friday. Woo-hoo. Yep, pretty exciting. And I will be on Friday going to see either Colquitt County versus Camden County down in Camden, two undefeated teams in the state of Georgia. Oh. Or I will go see Glen Academy take on South Effingham as Glen Academy goes for a share of their first region title in like. 42 years or something like that. So, either game I go to, I'm going to have a good time, hopefully. Enjoy it. Going to have good football either way. Brunswick has a Thursday night game locally televised this week. Oh, really? Yeah. By who? Uh, Savannah. The Whatever the Savannah station is. PBS or? No. Um, WTOC or? I think it's like 11 or 9 or something. Yeah. Interesting. WTOC. Facing the Wary County Gators. Yeah. It's like their game of the week deal, you know. It should be an interesting game because Brunswick High's won two in a row now after they've changed. Similar to Glen Academy, they've put their most athletic player at quarterback now. There you go. And Sean Smith is now the quarterback for Brunswick High. Similar to how DJ Dallas is now the quarter has been the quarterback for Glen Academy in the past half. He's doing really well too. Yeah. Plus a little controversy as well with the uh, Brunswick High's start up uh, former starting quarterback is now transferred to Glen Academy. Yeah, I heard about that. And very well may be eligible to play this season with one game remaining. Oh wow. <laughs> yep. So could be a nice little boost, or it might not. It might be too much too soon for him, you know, with the playbook. Possibly, I don't know how it's going to work out. But if he's ready to go, I know Coach Adalgo will have him in there and, and ready to go. 
you'll get him coached up no matter what, I tell you. Um, so keep an ear out for that. Go Terrors, go Pirates, go Dogs, go, go Falcons. Go Knights. Yep, can't forget the alma mater as well. Go, go Hawks. Rise go Hawks. up. Go Braves. Go, go Mariners. Mariners. <laughs> uh, All right. Fillers. Go Canyon. Yeah, exactly. Go to sleep. Give us a follow at Gen X Podcast <laughs> on the social media. Give me a follow at The Real Dre on social media. Great. Uh, I am The Real Dre. It kind of burns my chaps that someone called The Real Dre already has that handle and doesn't even use it. Yeah. But I am. Petition Twitter if there's an inact, inactive account. I report them like every day, but nothing happens. <laughs> All right, like, Josh, just, yeah. what you got, homie? And of course, look me up on Facebook, which apparently you can find very easily by typing my name into Google. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can look me up on LinkedIn if you want to hire me. <laughs> You can look me up on Twitter at J underscore Nils if you want to talk to me. Alright. So please feel free to contact me through any of these social platforms. Sounds good. Alright, hit us up if you have any show ideas, show topics. Always feel free to talk with us and like I said. Oh and my Tinder and my Tinder account name is Swag Ass White Boy. Hey, <laughs> is, that, is that Tinder or Grinder? Both. No, that's like right. Grinder is nine one two boy. <laughs> so just you be on the lookout. All right. All right. <laughs> on that note, we out. See you. See you. You see. I didn't hear. I didn't hear it. I hit it, but it didn't do it. So we'll see what it does. Because your shitty laptop, Dre. I, I think I got too Jeez. much stuff on here because she had to update the Apple accounts and all this kind of crap. So. Oh, that's why you're working on a Mac. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah, we worked just fine for a while. I'll get it figured out eventually. And then it remembered it was a mat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. I got to get some sleep. I've been wore out getting up at 4 and 4.30 the last two days. Oh, wow. Have you been uh, taking off of work, though? Or? Yeah. yeah. Wow. PTO built up. So. You're a screen actor now, so that means you're eligible for uh, compensation for being an extra, correct? Uh, I'm still non-union. So. Well, I mean, it's pretty good compensation, is it not? Or Yeah, it ain't bad. They give you... I mean, it's not great, to be honest, but it's you get 
it's eight hours for sixty four dollars and then you get time and a half after that and they always keep you way over so so it's not like eight dollars an hour pretty much. Yeah, to start with. Well, I can deal with that. I thought but, it was. I mean, like today I was five thirty to eight forty five or something like that. Seven yeah, eight forty five. Tonight? Yeah. Good God. Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. The other part adds up pretty good bits. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, shoot, sure. did you want to aim for Sunday this this week? Uh, if we can, yeah. Yeah, because I'm off this weekend. Okay. Will that work out, Trey, with you or what? All right, I don't. I don't think he's actually on there because I think the screen's just froze. Oh, okay. So we'll figure it out. Yeah, let's we'll chat it up in the in the messenger thing. Okay. And you know what? The topic. Yeah. Lockdown Sunday or whatever we need to do. Absolutely. All right, man. All right, but it was a good talk tonight. Yes, sir. Have a good one. I know. Let let.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.